ready. Hello and welcome to Radio Redux. This is I, your host, AUK, welcoming you back to a very special show. Yes, we're actually taking time out from our normal Radio Redux schedule, what there's left of it, and to actually go through a specific genre of games. Now, this is one I've wanted to do for a little while, actually, but time again I've had to put it off. Or real life issues have come up, which I think meant that it wouldn't be a bit really in the good taste area for us to produce that. But now is a good enough time as any. And hey, there's only four shows left, including this one. So we better get this out now. This is the genre of racing. I love racing games. I think they're fantastic. And when we say racing games, it doesn't necessarily mean going round and round in a circle or an oval, of course, if you're American. Or alternatively, or just going through any manner of what you're saying from, from start to finish or being a race even. It's all about the thrill of speed to go round and just keep the car on the track to the very goes the very limits of physics and um, traction and and just it's just to get the it's the pumping of adrenaline through your body and the smell of tire smoke it's the entire atmosphere of racers but of course not all racers are like that and that's one of the things we'll be getting to over the course of today we're on a Sega-related station, don't you know, Radio Sega? And as a result, I think we should start with Sega, because Sega do have a very good history of racing games, specifically, I should mention, arcade-related ones. Now, before we get into those, however, let's take a look at Sonic. Yes, Sonic! He's our man. If he can do it, that's good enough for me. Sonic started life in a racing game. In fact, he was a little dangling thing at the bottom of the uh, rearview mirror, and that was on the title Rad Mobile, also known as Gale Racer, when it was ported over into the Saturn, I believe it was. But whatever the case, that's where he started life, even before Sonic 1. So let's us start there. And let's take a little journey, actually, with Sonic as he progressed, f- progressed through races. 
First off, we're going to have the a track from Rad Mobile, curiously called Gang Bang. Um, uh, there is nothing. This is this track is safe for work. Is all I'm going to say. After which, we're going to take a trip to Green Hill, but not the Green Hill that you particularly are familiar with. This Green Hill is from Sonic Drift, which was, of course was a precursor to all manner of things. One of them being the Sonic Riders series. So up after that, we've got the most recent version of Sonic Riders, which of which was the version for the Connect, and this is uh, the third track will be Theme of Rocky Ridge. Our fourth and final track takes in the wondrousness that is the uh, All Stars franchise, specifically All Stars Racing Transformed, and that is going to be Galactic Parade, aka of course Starlight Carnival, and that is remixed by Mr. Richard Jakes. Originally from Sonic Colors, of course. But I just think the track, the variation on the track, uh, musically, is just beautiful in this. So, four Sega Sonic-related tracks, all to do with racing...
When talking about racing games generally, you can't mention a character racer without mentioning Mario Kart. It may not have been the first, heck, it might not have even been the second, but the point is that it will forever be the series that character racers are judged by. It's the benchmark, the yardstick. Everything that is released that is a racer and has characters in it will always be compared. Anything new, anything old, what was it like against Mario Kart? It's just like Mario Kart. It's the general gist that you get from, well, journalists that don't do enough research, to be honest. Here is Mario Kart Wii and their version of possibly Mario Kart's most iconic track. This is Rainbow Road.
Our second track there was Crash Team Racing and Hot Air Skyway. From kart racers to street racers. I have always been very fond of the Need for Speed series. Well, let me rephrase that. I have always been very fond of the Need for Speed Underground series. Those two games were far and away the best that there has been for that series, and nothing has come close to touching it yet for me personally. I'll get into this in a later show, actually, for Rudy Reacts, one of my favourite games, but the Underground series was at the very beginning of that Need for Speed, um, Fast and the Furious, street racing genre. It was at the birth, and it was the thing that really kick-started everything. It had story, it had dynamic-style content, and frankly, it had some really nice driving. What more can you ask for? Well, you could ask for a really nice licensed (laughs) soundtrack. What we have next is two tracks, one from Need for Speed Underground and one from Need for Speed Underground 2 simple as that. The first is 24s, which you'll probably recognise immediately as the track that appeared on the menu for Neva's Been Underground and just wouldn't go the hell away. The second is the celebrational song by Unwritten Law. Grand Hustle, Big Cheddar Nights, Big Money Roll, Trap Music 2003, Rubber Band Man, I just put the XL on 24. I'm so 
We return to Sega now and the world of the arcade. Sega have produced some truly great arcade experiences. And a lot of those involve you sitting in a bucket seat, waggling some pedals, and throwing a wheel around as if your life depended on it. And let's face it, when you're in an arcade situation against multiple players, heck it is! Here are three very different races. The first is Outrun. What can you say about Outrun? An absolute classic in gaming as a whole. A time trial racer. To get from point A to point B, C, D, E. Any of those routes really. A tricky skill requiring game that was easy to play but very difficult to master. Then you have Daytona USA, possibly the world's oldest surviving arcade game. Seriously, if you go to an arcade and it doesn't still have a copy of Daytona USA sitting in the corner, probably next to a Time Crisis 2 machine, it's not an arcade worth being in. Daytona USA makes an absolute stack of money. And the reason why? It's so damn fun to play. Lastly, we have a racer that isn't really a racer either. Although it is kind of close, I guess, to the outrun school of time trialing. This, though, is you against the clock with somebody yelling in your ear. Okay, that still sounds like outrun. Okay, but then they'll give you money at the end of it. Is there anything quite like Crazy Taxi? I don't think so.
Collision with 10 in 2010 from Crazy Taxi. Before that, we had Let's Go Away from Daytona USA. And right at the beginning, we had Splash Wave, the 1986 version. We stick with the arcades for one more track. Again, this is a personal favourite from my arcade past. There's nothing like a racer that allows you to take on the role of the hunter. And in Chase HQ, this is exactly what you got. You drove a hot car. You had a gun. You chased down criminals, and then you used your expensive sports car to batter the crap out of their expensive sports car. All of which is done at ludicrous speeds. With a turbo boost. And cactuses. Cacti. Why are cacti always in the way of you when you're trying to race? This is Chase HQ. No, really, the track is called This is Trace HQ. Let's go, Mr. Driver! arcade titles of Sega I didn't mention was Sega Rally. And whilst the original Sega Rally Championship is one of those games that just doesn't die, there was another rally title I had in mind. The Colin McRae series. After which, it's the main menu music of F1 2013. Not to be confused with the music from F1 2012, which sounds a little similar. 
but they retweaked it for the 2013 version. Let's celebrate Codemasters now.
Formula One 2013 there, the main menu music, going very Tron Legacy Daft Punk, if you ask me. And incidentally, the Colin McRae track was actually from Colin McRae Rally 2.0, and it was the Grease Arcade version. Racing games got a real kick in the backside during the PlayStation era. And it wasn't just good games coming out on the PlayStation. Titles were coming out on systems like the Dreamcast, as well as the original X. Here are two from that particular era. From the Dreamcast, we have Metropolis Street Racer. And representing the Sony PlayStation site, what else? Ridge Racer.
the track Low Lights from Metropolis Street Racer and the Ridge Racer theme. When it comes to racing, there are big racing games and there are small racing games. Some games took that a bit literally. Whilst they were indeed crazy truck racing, massive big rig games, and frankly these are normally really boring and rubbish, there are also tiny itty bitty characters. Of course the name Small Cars isn't particularly catchy. What is catchy is Micro Machines. Here's the menu theme music from the NES version. And following that, we have a similarly genred racer. This one used remote control cars. It was called Revolt, a game from Acclaim, the track Overdriver, which is actually from the Dreamcast version.
looked at all manner of four wheels, so it only makes sense that we look at two wheels, and also no wheels. In the world of motorcycle races, I can only think of two that have stood the test of time. Neither of them are actually active series anymore, which is a big shame. One comes from the arcade and is another Sega title. That is Super Hang On. The other motorcycle title has a little bit more cut and thrust to it. Or should I say punch, kick, whack with a metal chain. It's Road Rash. And last but not least, we have a racer that changed the rules completely. This was a racer that didn't have any wheels. But yet, it's still something that helped define the genre. It's Wipeout on the original PlayStation. To end this Radio Redux, here's Super Hang On, Outside a Crisis, the arranged version. Following that, we have Road Rash and Pacific Coast. And last but not least, from Cold Storage's Wipeout soundtrack, Operatic. I've been AUK, this has been Radio Redux, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now.